What is up? Well, welcome to the uh, the Pinfall Podcast. I'm your host, Liz. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. There he is. This is NXT 2.0. Like NXT. Okay, I don't know. I don't have any jokes. This is a good episode, in my opinion. I thought it was fun. Hey, I definitely didn't think it was bad. I just didn't think a lot of the matches were interesting. A lot of the stuff that was interesting, I think, was either subtext or. But you know what? You know what? Unlike the main roster, there is subtext. Well, unfortunately, I don't know if there was a ton of subtext that was like handed off to us by WWE rather mm. than the sheets. But you know, regardless, there were two fantastic matches today: the triple threat and the the opener. Okay. Enough. Um, we got our war games matches set. Well, the the two war games, war games matches. Uh, we got a couple more war games matches added, um, or rather, matches for war games. Uh, those are Joe Gacy versus Roderick Strong, um, Imperium defending their title against either uh, Legato or Kyle Riley and Von Wagner. Um, uh, what what other matches were announced? Was there uh there wasn't a women's title match. No, but the women's war games team was announced. Or less. Right. Kaylee Ray is uh now been added to uh the women's war games roster. Also Marie said this is not wrestling related, but the other night you guys brought up how Mark has been told he looks like Toby Maguire before and I didn't see it. And now, just getting here, I immediately saw the resemblance. God damn it! There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't rest, can I? I can't. I mean, if it makes any difference to you, I totally do not see it. I'm glad you, the person, you just look like a white guy to me. What? You just look like a white guy to me. I'm glad that's all I am to you. Um, what else happened today? Um, what happened? It just oh, um, a hair versus hair match was announced between Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson. Cameron Grimes with the shorter hair, he looked pretty good. Yeah, um, I've been going off notes this whole time. Let me see what, what, what happened. Uh-huh. Nothing really. Oh, uh, Grayson and LA Knight, they're going to be in the War Games match. Um, but, 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 Pete potentially moving up to main roster. I feel like that's going to happen now. And uh, maybe Johnny Gargano no longer in, uh, in WWE anymore. Now that's just us going based off of speculation because. Who is it? Dave Meltzer? Dave Who Mel- has been wrong? He's been right. wrong before. Yes, but the Wrestling Observer himself, he uh, said that um, Johnny Gargano's contract ends. What was it? Uh, uh, 
When does it end? December. December 3rd. December 3rd. Just before War Games, right? Yeah. Just before War Games. To be fair, Adam's contract expired right before the last takeover, and he still participated. Yeah. Um, And and Dave Meltzer said that because of that, this triple threat will be a heavy indicator of whether or not he re-signed a contract or he's, he's leaving WWE. Now, the, the contract talks have been ongoing. So right. and, and heavy offers, like very large offers have been made reportedly. Um, but and with the, the kind of like the terminal moment approaching rapidly, I think I would hope that contract would be signed by now because I, I'm sure the WWE does not want to leave it to like December 2nd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Basically, with the triple threat, what they what I was looking at was if he lost but didn't get pinned, that protects him to go to the main roster. If he wins the title, obviously he's staying on NXT. But if he gets pinned, he helps put over Carmelo Hayes, protects Pete to potentially go to the main roster. And Johnny is left with nothing. Um, yeah. yeah but you know Johnny's been expressing his uh, discontent pretty recently so yeah there, there's been some um, vague stuff on Twitter that he's either responded to tweeted or liked um, and, and yeah maybe this is for the best He'll be with his friends on uh, AEW because I, the Young Bucks desperately wanted him initially when they started AEW. Um, so, this is all speculation, by the way. None of this is fact. This is uh, just based off of hints and, and reports. Uh, Miriam said, "Poor Pete is only two friends uh, are probably going to break up on NXT UK. Who are his best friends on NXT UK? Who are his friends? Um, Who's breaking up on NXT UK? We haven't watched in a couple weeks. We haven't, have we? No. But you had. I watched like two weeks ago. Mustache. Oh, was- Mustache Mountain. That's right. Oh yeah." And Trent threw in the towel. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, Ridge is fanboying for Seamus. Oh. Oni's gone. No one remembers Danny. What does Danny. Pete have left? There's nobody. Yeah. He, he's... You know what? Bring him up to the main roster. Have him tag team with Cesaro. Cesaro and Pete Dunn versus Ridge and Seamus. There you go beautiful yeah that's true i just booked your fucking show for you wwe thank me send me money money me uh but now that we've gone into that uh and and before we get any further into the episode liz why don't we go into the news no there's quite a bit of news so can we no all right i'm gonna start then no 
you don't know the yeah. order. Mm-hmm. Order right. I know the order. I know the order is non-WWE or AEW, then AEW, and then WWE. Yeah, okay, fine. I don't know how I'm going to change that up. I guess I'm going to like do WWE and then AEW. Or just mix everything together, because who cares? <laughs> or do it based off of uh, uh, importance of the report or article. Me curates an entire segment. Mark, who cares? <laughs> Only the Marks care. And I'm not talking about Mark with the C. Hear that, Marks? I'd love for God to just come down right now. God'll do nothing but rip a turnbuckle out from under your feet. Right, you want to start? Please. Yeah, sure. Any <laughs> hoozy what's it? So Summer Ray was at an impact taping. Was she? Um Oh, it fucking annoys the shit out of me, but Summer Ray uh, or Danielle Moine, 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 it's French. So, forgive me if I say it wrong, because I'm going to. Moinette. Um, Moine. Moine. Mm -hmm. Reportedly spotted the latest set of Impact Wrestling tapings. Um, who knows if she's just there to, like, hang out? What? Yeah. There. Every time I see her, I remember every part of fucking total divas. <laughs> it was um. Let's see. There was a placement for Kenny in the AAA match. You know who it is? Do you want to know who it is? I know who it's it is. Funny. I don't know who it is, though. No. Who is so? Or Samurai Del Sol. And potentially three other people. Yeah, it's it, it, just the person replacing Kenny specifically is Callisto. Um, I think it's funny. I think that's cool. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? If I can have anything, it's wrestlers getting their flowers when they deserve them because WWE is never going to give it to them. Even though uh, he held a Viking is definitely winning that. Think so? Oh, 100%. Take your word for it. Um, also, Bray Wyatt's first post-WWE wrestling appearance has been announced. Really? Yeah! He is going to show up at WrestleCon. Um, ah. It's going to be in Dallas. Um... And it's going to be in Dallas during WrestleMania weekend. It's funny. No, you don't think. I think that he's being a little dick about it, which is cool. You I'm don't cool think he resigned? No. No, I don't think so. He's 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 literally going to be somewhere. When WrestleMania is happening. In the same city. Yes, but while WrestleMania is happening. Hmm. Um. 
Apparently, he is the first one that they're announcing. So I guess we've got to go to Dallas. Yeah, I guess so. Apparently, they have 200 plus talent announcements to make for WrestleCon. Oh, wow. Um, also, the <clears throat> main event is set for Hard, hard to Kill. Is it? It is Moose versus Matt Cardona versus W. Morrissey. A triple mm. threat for the Impact World Championship. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, MLW also opened, uh, introduced an open-door policy for non-contracted talent. Um, apparently, it's meant to give you know fans matches that you can only get with people who are not signed to your brand. Mm-hmm. Dream matches that you would not get otherwise. Um, and they basically said that it's the main goal really is to help all the free agents that have kind of been like thrust into the market as of lately um, between, you know, WWE releases between ring of honor uh, folding. Um, there's a lot of free agent talent and I, this is a really great way to um, get them working, get yeah. them doing shit and get them on TV. Yeah. Or, in front, in front of people, rather. I saw uh, Warhorse was very excited about that. It's, you should be. I think this is an awesome thing. I think this is another way to put MLW on the map. Yeah. Because um, I feel like MLW is very much like biting the cusp of it. I think they're very close to being like <clears throat> kind of the next indie darling. Yeah, they're kind of. They're almost surpassing Ring of Honor. Before, before they, you know, rebranded. Um, also, going into some, I don't know, I guess AEW news. It's not really, but it's the most I can tie this to. Um, Cavo Guerrero. Buddy boy. Oh, was it about what he tweeted? Yeah. We said some dumb shit, didn't we, Chavo? Yeah, um, dumb enough. I'm I'm not debating on whether or not it's dumb, but whether or not it's important enough to talk about, just because it's just fucking Chavo. You know what it is. Um, Chavo tweeted, "Remember when the wrestlers were tougher than the fans? Ah, the good old days with the shrugging emoji after Seth Rollins was attacked by a fan, which is just." Jesus Christ. Compare that. Compare that to what MVP said. What did MVP say? Oh, he said that Seth Rollins was a couple hip, hip movements away from ending that fan's life. Because he had him in the front face lock. Somebody had a picture of uh, very close of the two. He legit had him like this. Seth could have like thrusted his hips forward and snapped his neck. MVP also knows what's up, so... Yeah. Let's start there. Um, yeah, and, and that was... I, I don't remember who said this, but somebody said, like... Seth pretty much had him... Down to rights pretty quickly on. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, I guarantee every, every... Almost every wrestler out there could beat up all of their fans. Yeah, I, I, actually, funny enough, it was Milam. 
um, who said Seth, despite being blindsided, had that dude in a headlock within seconds. He handled himself just fine. Yeah, is totally fair. Yeah, Seth exactly. He knew exactly what he was doing there. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I just had to talk about that because it was fucking stupid. Somebody posted a um, video of um, Jacob Fatu getting confronted by a fan, and he, he immediately got fucking annihilated. Jacob Fatu just walked up to him and like forearmed him in the nose and then as the ref goes over to break him up he throws a chair at him too (laughs) and it nails him maybe we just shouldn't attack wrestlers yeah it's like you don't run on a stage during a theater play also like wrestlers are trained in like that wrestling is fake sure also, wrestling can be very real the moment you want to make it real. It's like oh. it's like you wouldn't fight fucking baseball players. They're not Yeah. Their their job isn't real fighting, but they they can easily beat your ass. The thing with like headlocks in wrestling especially is like, you know, with headlocks like the person being headlocked like knows what to do, like make sure like there's space to breathe or the wrestler knows what to do to make sure that like they're holding them in just like the certain way that like there's space here but also a wrestler can easily just be like fuck you mm-hmm. yeah it just it's so stupid i mean there's, I also, there's also that time where triple h attacked that fan for jumping in and attacking stone cold like he he piled on him and just beat the shit out of him people are fucking insane and unfortunately, this happens so much with wrestling because people don't understand the difference between real and fake. I've also, I've, I've, in a, in, to go along with the news, I don't know if you want me to bring it up now or wait until the WWE stuff, but I've got more information on the fan. Um, not personal information. Stuff, what was that? We're going back, we're going into WWE stuff now, so. Okay, so basically, the reason the fan, the fan, quote unquote, because he's not a fan. Um, Lunatic attacked seth is because he was scammed and catfished by a fake seth rollins account now seth fake seth rollins accounts have affected seth's life before because apparently a fan showed up to his house um and tried to start a relationship with him because of a fake account yeah he i think he talked about that in 2019 um, but basically, this fake Seth account um, has been talking to this dude since 2019, and the the guy posted this in his Instagram story. These conversations, like text conversations between him and quote unquote Seth Rollins, um, and the dude scammed him out of hundreds of dollars and got. His uh, his his partner arrested. His his bay arrested because of a fake check. Um, and then after the incident, the the, the guy posted in his Instagram story, "Thank you at WWE. I did it for the bloodline, my family. WWE at WWE and at Scrap Daddy AP. Uh, you're welcome, Finn Balor." Much love at WWE Rollins. <laughs> and he added to Tamina and Zion Quinn, aka Daniel Vidal. 
you know, because there's Samoan. The the dude is in love with Samoans for some reason. Like, I I I don't want to spend too much time like like poking at the dude, but because he's like he seems genuinely mentally ill and and the target of an attack. But is kayfabe really dead? Kayfabe is dead. It's just people are weird. Yep. Anyhow, um, so speaking of WWE news, um, talk about Johnny Gargano. Let's talk about, I think, there's only two pieces of, three pieces of WWE news. Um, one, Triple H's oldest daughter is apparently training to be a wrestler. Good for her. Yeah. Um, Triple H is like, don't come to NXT. Don't do it. I think she's 15, so we still have time. Wait, time for what, though? WWE just stopped being the way it is. You mean for Vince to give up? Triple H to leave WWE and say, honey, go pursue talent, your talents in another place, please. Paul Levesque is all elite. will be the day. Triple H should um, just start his own promotion. That would be fucking sick. We know it. Um, also, some weird backstage news, starting with the fact that apparently... Um, Kenny Dixtra is moving on to potentially a main roster producing role. Um, apparently he's being kind of... This is not the word I would like to use for it, but apparently it's the word that we're using for it. Um, on WrestleTalk. He's being groomed for a role on the main roster. Okay. So, good for him, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. NXT is basically like... Just taking everybody that was there and dumping them. I mean, remember the last time somebody was being groomed for the main roster? Davy Boy Smith Jr. And he got released. I cannot, I still can't believe that, but thank mm -hmm. you. And the last piece of news that we have is that Scotty Too Hotty re requested his release. Did. I, I have his, uh, his post up if you want me to read it. You can read it. I've got it in front of me, but you can read it if you want. Okay. He said, uh, Today I have asked for my release from WWE. 30 years ago, I stepped into a WWE ring for the fir very first time. I have lived my dream 100 times over. Some of my most special memories will always be from the last five years working with NXT. The black and gold brand was something special, and I am proud to have been a small part of that. I always promised myself that I would never be a part of something solely for the paycheck. And that was where I was at. I told myself that I would walk away if I ever got to that point. So that is what I have chosen to do. Coaching and producing the stars of NXT will always be a highlight of my life. I love you all more than you will ever know. And for those who don't know, he was a crucial part in the upbringing of uh, Heavy Machinery. Um, and we saw how that went. A lot of people say that he's the person who gave Otis the Caterpillar. Um... But I, I I totally get what he's saying, like, and I'm glad he's kind of sticking to his convictions and 
choosing his passion over a paycheck. Good for him. Yeah. I... It, it does... It's almost sad, though. Because the way he's like, you know, shit's different. And shit's not going to stop being different. Yeah. He would know best, I think, if shit was going to stop being different sometime soon. And I think that's very upsetting to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think he's... The way he said the black and gold brand, I think he loved WWE or not WWE, uh, NXT when it was black and gold and not 2.0. Um, but now that I think about it, I I do remember him being a part of NXT. Wasn't he the first takeover that we uh, the first in your house last year's takeover in your house? Wasn't he in those? Little promos with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, or was that somebody else? I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember. The ones where Shawn Michaels was trying to figure out how to use a computer. Right, because it continued the saga of Shawn Michaels trying to use a computer. <laughs> which is a very long saga. Um, hold on. NXT TakeOver in your house. 2020. Triple H Romo, let me see. Um, uh, who is that? DX. Oh no, I think that was uh X Pack, X Pac. Well, maybe. Hold on, I'm gonna. Cause that was announcing. In your house. Um. Let me see Shawn Michaels, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Oh, Miriam said I believe that was Road Dog. Okay. Yeah. I I just found it. That looks like Road Dog. That the person Shawn Michaels almost beat up backstage. <laughs> I don't know, was it? All I remember from In Your House is that on the first, it was one of the first pieces of news that we did was that Shawn Michaels got into a fight backstage because it was around the time that like the Black Lives Matter movement was starting to gain more traction again. Oh, yeah. And apparently producer was like, I don't think they have it that bad. And Shawn Michaels apparently like took up the fucking flag and said, wait a second. And I said, <laughs> oh, my God. OK, sure. Well, is that all the news we have for today? That's all the news we have for today. Cool. Alright, let's get into the recap. The recap of today's NXT 2.0. A pretty good episode. It's very rich in story. A couple good matches. There was an episode. Can we quickly discuss that this could easily be one of our last WWE shows? Yeah. I very much have the uh, vitamin C graduation song stuck in my head. Well, it, it's not going to be the last one, maybe not even one of the last, because we will still continue to cover the pay-per-views. Correct. Cool. Yeah, um, later. We're mostly. still going to watch it. We are still going to watch it. I know we will. Yeah. We're going to watch it, for sure. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. And we will probably enjoy the programs more when we're not taking notes on them. But anyway, because that, that makes me feel like I'm going to stop enjoying Impact and like 
AEW. You'll probably stop enjoying Impact. <laughs> no, I'm gonna enjoy it. Um. Anyway, NXT. We start off. Grayson Waller interrupts the intro, which is great. Great way to start off. Um. He says, "You guys know who wasn't in that open? Tommaso Ciampa, one of the greatest NXT champs, but he ain't larger than life. What about The Rock?" He's the biggest star, and you booed him right out of town. And don't get me started on Roman Reigns. He headlined WrestleMania, and you booed him. You freaks don't matter. Superstars do. Tommaso Ciampa walks out, and then we get Tommaso Ciampa versus Grayson Waller. This match was a fucking banger. Yeah. Um, Grayson basically kicks a wasp's nest for the beginning part of this match. Um, Champa ends up unloading with like a bunch of strikes. Uh, there's a big cutter Champa um, after Grayson basically no-sells several punches. Uh, Grayson ends up controlling the match a little bit. He gets a spine buster on Champa. He wants the... He was talking shit, or not talking shit, but he was talking a lot of shit. He was talking a lot of shit again before this match started. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about the the rock. So eventually during this match, he goes for the people's elbow. Which he does not get. But that is, that is like, he does have a move like that in his arsenal. Like, he kind of does a version of it. He usually does the coast-to-coast elbow, more or less. Yeah. It's, it's nearly a coast-to-coast. But this was not a flying elbow. This was just him being a fuck. Um, does not get it. Champa avoids it. Grayson ends up getting thrown to ringside, nearly bops his head into the nog, into the um, announce desk. He gets launched right into Wade's chair. Champa um, gets Waller up top, um, begins clubbing him. Uh, Waller ends up sending Champa down, but Champa comes back, gets back up, hits Waller with um, an airy crash off the top rope. Um, Waller recovers. He gets a near coast to coast elbow drop to Champa, as I was just discussing. Yeah. You get the fairy tale ending to Waller for Champa to win. You ever see somebody do an air raid crash in, in real life? Like in a real fight? No. Oh. I've I've seen a video of somebody who like who's in a fight. Dude tries to run at him with like a kick or something. Dude picks him up in an air raid crash position and just like lands on him. I can imagine like the natural flow of getting an air raid crash in real life. Oh, the if you watch the video, it flows real well. But like it looks very convenient. It's mm-hmm. great though. Um, it also looks like it hurts like a bitch. Um, so after that, we get an interview with. L.A. Knight. And he says... This is the first and only L.A. Knight promo to ever make me fucking laugh. (laughs) Stupid. He says... (laughs) I know he'd screw the match himself. While he was out there, he lost. The whole NXT universe screamed, You suck. That's not an insult. That's just a fact of life, yeah? Uh, Joe Gacy walks in. He says, Your insults are very toxic. Our safe space is out there, and it's always open. Ellen Knight says, Don't make it sound so perverse, creep. What you can bet on is your ass getting stomped. That's not an insult, that's just a fact of life, yeah? 
<laughs> I fucking love LA Knight. <laughs> oh. Alright, so then we get a toxic attraction, we get a promo with them. They're walking in the building. Dakota walks in too, joins up with them, and, and Mandy's like, Can we help you? But she doesn't say anything and just continues walking with them. They w- come across a bunch of junk. And as they walk away, Kaylee Ray comes in and is smashing glass with uh, a bat. So she's having a good time. Um, and Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes comes out. And he, he says uh, he has a shorter hair and a, a trimmed beard. And he says, every day I would have people that push me down and tell me I'm not good enough. I showed them I was good enough. It didn't matter how many nights I slept on a concrete floor. I showed all those people that Cameron Grimes holds it down. So I made it in this industry. Struck it rich. But through all that, I kept this hair and this beard to remind me of my humble beginnings. To remind me of those times I was crying by myself. Duke Hudson, you took all that away from me. You humiliated me, embarrassed me, but where you messed up is you made me angry. Duke Hudson, if you want, if I, Duke Hudson, I want you to come to this ring. Cameron Grimes is done talking. Uh, Duke, shown on the jumbo, getting a getting a haircut and a, a shave or something. He says, "Oh, I almost didn't recognize you." Why are you so mad? Last week you took a lot of money from me. You got a free haircut out of it too. I'm helping you. I'm trying to transform you into a decent human being. Cameron says, Come here and let's settle it. Duke says, "Mm, I don't think so. Sorry, but not sorry. Cameron says, Last week I gave you a chance to show these people how big those balls are. You proved you're gutless and nutless. Let's put all the stakes in. Duke Hudson, Cameron Grimes, NXT War Games, hair versus hair. Duke says, I wouldn't mind taking more off the top. You're on. At War Games, I'm going to take the rest. And he holds up a bag of Cameron's hair. This was a fantastic promo from Cameron. This was amazing. Glad you enjoyed that. I just mean from Cameron's performance. Like, like, he fucking, he nails serious. I don't want bald Duke Hudson. Oh, you're getting bald Duke Hudson. I don't want it. Oh, my God. Would you rather bald Cameron Grimes? Yes. What? I wasn't attracted to him from the start. Well, that's your fault. Um, so after that, we get a vignette of Pete Dunne. He says, Johnny, you stood in my way too many times. I'm going to put you out and send you packing. Yes, he did go packing. Carmelo, are you mad? Tonight, the Bruiserweight becomes North American champion. And then we get an interview with Indy Hartwell and Persia Perota. Uh, Indy says, Dexter's got a fractured hand and he's going to be out for over a month. 
He lost his ability to express himself. Um, <laughs> Marie said, noticing how Mark braved Cameron's and Pete's accent, but not Duke's. I can't do an Australian accent well, intentionally. It's always an accident. Whenever I try and do a, a certain British accent, and Australian just comes out. Certain British accent? Yeah, like if I'm trying to reflect somebody's specific dialect. Like Cockney? Kinda, yeah. Um, duh, 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 where was I? Uh, Persia says, "If you want, if you want to sit this one out, I've got this." Indy says, "No, I'm good." Dexter, this one's for you. And then we get Tiffany's epiphanies. Tiff I didn't see this. Yeah, I'm you so were mad. Out of the room. Uh, Tiffany Stratton is introduced. She says, "Daddy paid for my tennis lessons. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth because silver is tacky." And then we get a graphic that says Tiffany Stratton coming soon. And she previously was on 205 Live for, uh, last week. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited because it's a gimmick that's not just I'm badass. Liz likes her. I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm super excited, which you know what that means. What? Yeah, suck. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm really excited. I, I I I saw some clips from uh two oh five live and I'm looking forward to it. Well she is um, jacked as shit. Yeah. She's like fucking hot as hell and playing like this very preppy like rich girl, but also she's jacked as hell and I was like Oh my god. Is she like a legit tennis player? I'm seeing pictures of her in like a a tennis clothes that's not from like a WWE shoot or something. Maybe she is. If she is, I don't know. Hmm. Um. All right. So then we had uh, Indy Harwell and Persia Perota versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. I really didn't pay attention to this match. You know why? Why? It was not good. It was just fine. I think I, I think they're doing Indy's grief a little poorly. They're doing Indy's entire marriage to Dexter poorly. All that Indy talks about now is Dexter, and like maybe this is just me reflecting, like projecting rather. Um, but I'm tired. I'm tired of the fact that the only thing that Indy talks about is Dexter. Sorry, she used to be like a funny, interesting person. Yeah. Now she's just like. I, I couldn't keep up with the match in the first place. Caden ended up breaking up a cover because Persia broke up a cover. But Indy ends up being so distracted by her concern for Dexter during this match that she loses. It's pathetic. I mean, she missed last week's match because of Dexter. She fucked up this match because of Dexter. Every promo that we get now is like, oh, well, Dexter did this, or Dexter said this, or Dexter didn't do this, or Dexter did that. It's like, yeah. We're a person with a personality, babes. Better way to do it probably would have been she tries to distract herself by just demolishing in the ring and being a monster. Sure. It would be somewhat better. Um Did you talk about the match at all? I gave you as much as I got from the match. 
Mm. Just miss the way indie. Yeah, me too. Did somebody come out during this match or no? I'm I think of a so. different match. Okay. I think you're thinking of a different match. I think you're thinking of Cora Jade versus Mandy Rose. Maybe. All right, so then we get a video package for Santos Escobar. Um, there's really nothing there. And then we get uh, Andre Chase backstage with his students. They walk, in, uh, walk up to Cameron Grimes. Andre says, never make a decision when you're angry. It'll cost you your hair. Cameron just says, go to hell. Go to hell. Chase says, students, d d don't listen to that. That's Andre Chase. He's doing the Lord's work right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, so then we got Santos Escobar versus Malik Blade. Yeah, um, Malik actually nearly rolls Santos up. Does not get it. Um, and then there's an explorer that sends Blade into the corner and a phantom driver forced Santos to win. Um, after that, though, we do get Legato in the ring. Yeah, we do. And, uh, 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 Electra Lopez says, We offered Zion an opportunity of a lifetime. We don't need him anyway. Now that Santos is back, Legato is stronger than ever. And then Joaquin Wilde just decides to chime the fuck in and say, Now that Legato is back. <laughs> now that Legato is back at full strength. Uh, he's interrupted by Von Wagner and Kyle. And uh, Kyle says, We're out here for the same reason. We want the tag titles. Um, Wilde says, Too bad we've already beaten you. <laughs> Von Wagner says, You may think you've had success so far, but look back at the tape, dumbass. He says dumbass so, like, quietly, like he's trying to censor himself. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Please don't forget the fact that he started this sentence with amigos. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Amigos. And quite in the same tone as he said dumbass, because it was very, like... Cheapish. Flat, monotone, does not know what he's actually fucking doing. And I was like... Fine. <laughs> um, we've got unfinished business. Um... Kyle says, <laughs> Wagner makes a good point and apparently speaks perfect Spanish. <laughs> Based on Amigo. Amigos. Please. Amigos. Get it right, Mark. <laughs> oh, God. With an Aperium up here on the bleachers, Marcel, uh, Fabian says something in Italian. And uh, Marcel says, not only are these people more ignorant, but they're less intelligent. They don't speak Italian. You down there should be ashamed, fighting down there like children. Kyle, you over there with your big fat lurch. <laughs> He's called fucking Von Wagner a big fat lurch. <laughs> to be fair, Von Wagner 100% is lurch, so. <laughs> um... <laughs> He says, you think you can challenge us? You you two legato clowns, do you think you can step up to Imperium? Well, the truth is, neither one of you will be able to stop us. Fabian says, the area of Imperium will continue no matter what. We don't care who challenges us first, and we'll defend this title against the winners at war games. 
and that ends, and then we go to Korra, Raquel, Eo, and Zoe backstage. Uh, Raquel walks up to Eo and says, I haven't forgotten about Stand and Deliver. It's always like, that's in the past. Korra says, are we going to do the can we coexist thing? It's old. It's boring. Nobody cares. We don't have a fourth. I'm going to go kick some toxic attraction ass. Korra has a point. She and does. also, there's... So th this means, though, that there's a writer who gets it. Or Triple H gets it. I don't think Triple H is back. I think he is, because there was a TikTok of, of him check of execs checking out the new office. He was there. And the thing was, he couldn't perform any work because of his condition. But if he's doing work things in at, at location, I think he's... He's back to doing work work. I don't know. I don't know. I hope he's back. I hope um, so too. So then, uh, bu -bu -bu -bu, then we had an interview with Tony D'Angelo. He says, business is booming. Forget about it. Me, my money's on the no t-shirt Camaro Hayes. All inside tip. Petey Poppins doesn't stand a chance. Back to the Three Stooges at the desk. And then we get Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade. Yeah. I... had some problems with the, with the Tony D'Angelo <laughs> promo, but I'll save it for later because I don't feel like talking about it. Um... Well, now people are curious. People curious. No, Tony Angela just I think used the term Shylock and I didn't care for that. But that's just me. Why? Because the term for a villainous Jewish moneylender mm. is like something that we shouldn't be using at this time of day, but you know, whatever. Anyways, um because next week guys. Have fun. Um but I'll get over it. Ew. Mandy versus Cora. Mandy slams Cora into the ground by grabs. Quite literally, Cora goes for a knee to the chin of Mandy, and Mandy grabs her by the thigh and body and just slams her into the ground. I was like, okay, sure. Um, we get a nice little head scissors to Mandy and a knee to the jaw, and then who comes out but this Kaylee Ray? Miss Kaylee Ray comes out with a the Chris Jericho esque uh, baseball bat. By that I mean a metal softball bat. Probably bigger um, than Jericho's though. It looked like a softball bat for a teenage girl as opposed to a child. Um, so yes. And it's in Kaylee um, Ray's arm, so it looks bigger. And Kaylee decides to fucking hit it against the one of the posts, the ring, and I said. I've also hit a softball with a metal bat. To do without gloves? I'd rather cut my own fucking hands off, but thank you. Yeah. Um, so she does that, and then she also smashes a um, fucking laptop. And then Cora ends up using this distraction to pin Mandy Rose. Um... And 
the moment she pins her, she just fucking like immediately like once the three count is over, she's like fucking out of there. <laughs> yeah, it was. It wasn't a bad match. I thought it was a good way to get the champion pinned and to show that Mandy Rose is not above being woefully distracted. Yeah. Um. Then we get a trick mellow video package. Uh, Carmelo says Gargano wants to say he's been here for five months like it's a good thing I've been here or five years like it's a good thing I've been here for five months and I'm champion he's part of the old school well he falls with the old school I'm everything I say I am when I shoot I won't miss we get a promo with Joe Gacy he says can I go grab something real quick sure I'm gonna keep going Uh, Joe Gacy he says, we will bring forth a new sense of belonging. Let me go bring sight to the blind. And then uh, Harland reach out, reaches out a hand from off screen and puts it on Gacy's shoulder to show that they are now working in tandem. We then get a promo with Cora, Jade, Raquel, Io, and Zoe once again. Kaylee Ray walks in and she says, I'm in. You guys need a fourth member. I'm the one in the Advantage Ladder match next week, too. Um, so that match is confirmed to be happening. They're still doing the Advantage Ladder matches, which is awesome. Which is why I think Triple H is back. Where's William Regal? Uh, he's in the War Games cage. Miss him so much. <laughs> we then get Joe Gacy in the ring after... Uh, we were supposed to get Joe Gacy versus uh, uh, L.A. Knight. That didn't happen because uh, Grayson Waller comes running out and brawls with him. Gacy says, I wish we could have shown Knight how to handle his issues peacefully. That was not meant to be. I would love to take this time to discuss how we can fix. He's interrupted by Diamond Mine. Biven says, Joe, Joe. I don't think this match is happening. And since last week you tried to steal the spotlight, how about a, how about this week we do the same to you? The Ivy Hive is buzzing because tonight Ivy Nile has a match. So Joe, why don't you take your thesaurus reading ass and step out of our ring? Gacy says, Bivens, I do respect Nile. Miss Nile has a match and the show must go on. But respect is not something I have for the cruiserweight champion. Mr. Strong alone is an example of toxic masculinity. The NXT cruiserweight title is an example of exclusivity and weight shaming. The title triggers those of a certain body type. The division is is meant to divide. Which is exactly what a division is. Yes, he's right. Divisions are about division. Um... And fucking Roddy. <laughs> this is the promo of the century. Roddy straight up fucking like hold hold on. Hold on. Let me let me say what he says first. For sure, for sure, for sure. After after all that that Gacy just said, he grabs the mic and he says, Yeah, sure, whatever you say. <laughs> I fear no one, I don't care about you, and I don't care about any damn weight limit. Uh, my next money match is standing right here. 
Bivens, let's make this happen so I can embarrass this dork. <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever you say. <laughs> oh, Brody man. Just... The way he... The way he gets the mic, and you're expecting, like, a hot return. You're expecting something special there. And Roddy just goes, yeah, sure, whatever. Roderick! What? <laughs> Miriam said no one makes dorks sound so insulting like Roddy does. <laughs> it's like... Because Roddy still has the Undisputed Era, like, tinge in his voice. <laughs> yeah. It's like CM Punk saying bum. It's like, oh, fuck, you hurt me. It's just, it's, the thing is, it's just like, Patrick, it's so fun on the mic. We've got so many fun people on the mic now with Roderick and Don Wagner. <laughs> is fun the word you would say? Fun is a word I'm going to use, whether it's correct or not. Look, Roddy is one of the best wrestlers in ring, in the world presently and in the past but he's not good on the mic that's why he's Roddy, been in stables i was a very good wrestler roddy is a very bad promo person yeah, yeah. it's a real fucking shame that we don't get roddy the way roddy used to be because we're like fucking eviling the new my mind vibe where every fucking match has to be interfered with mm-hmm We'll get fucking Dick Togo out there. Except Ivy Niles match. Yeah, because the men won't interfere with the women's match because we can't have anything in this fucking life, can we? Oh, you want the women's match to be ruined? Wow, Liz, that's pretty sexist. Got her. Hey. Um uh, uh Bivens then says what he what the champ wants, he gets. I'm going to cross all the T's and dot all the I's and make sure that this contract is signed and delivered at War Games. He's going to beat you. Joe Gacy says, I look forward to resolving this issue together as one. Harlan then walks in after Bivens threatens the Creed brothers onto uh, Gacy. And uh, Bivens says, Ivy has a match to prep for, so not today. But that would be a cool match. I'd love to see Harland actually start wrestling. Um, apparently during the commercial break between that promo and Ivy Nile's actual match, mm-hmm. Roddy threatened to fight a child. Oh, great. Oh. I wish I could have seen it. Uh, was, that, was that child Malcolm Bivens? Uh, no, but oh. still. Point stands. Aw. Oh. Um, we then go back to MSK on their journey to the Guru or whoever they're finding. Um, they're in a car, and uh, Wesley says this has been so stressful, but this car is making up for it. Um, Nash says, I'm ready to kick it and chill with the shaman. They get pulled over, and and they're passing back and forth the bag uh, to try and hide it cop comes in and he's like do you know how fast you're going turns out they're only going seven miles an hour in a 30 um and then they're they're standing on the on the outside on the concrete and they're asked they're asked to open up the bag but a car luckily drives by and takes the cop's attention saving them we all know what's in the bag it's weird also 
Let's not enforce the consistent belief that people are like, if I go too fast past the cops that pulled another car over, they're going to pull me over. It's not how that works. They can't abandon somebody they've already pulled over. I don't we all wish that would happen. Um, King, I've never been pulled over for going too fast. Me neither. I have been pulled over, though. Oh, uh, me too. Have you been ever pulled over for, like, something good or, like, not a real thing? Something good? What, what could you like get? Something like... Oh, something, like, I... interesting? Yeah. I mean, I got pulled over once because a cop thought... Cop thought I was using my phone at a at a traffic light when it wasn't. I wasn't. I I had just come back from my haircut and I used my phone in the parking lot, then drove off, went through the light. Cop pulls me over, asks me about that, and I was like, "No." In fact, and, and I I pointed down, I was wearing cargo pants, cargo shorts. And I I grabbed my phone through my pants and was like my phone is right here i clearly did not use it and the cop was like hmm, hmm. mark's not okay. telling you is that he went through the traffic light and did not stop for a red i also hit an old lady i have been pulled over for not turning on my headlights far more times than i am willing to admit to you oh i can imagine Number of times my dumbass has been pulled over for either not having my headlights on or going over the middle line. The guy was like, "Where are you coming from?" And I was like, "From the from the uh, the the place in college where like we had like this mountain from there." He's like, "Have you like had anything to drink tonight?" And I was like, "Well, I just came from a mountain, so no." <laughs> they don't usually serve alcohol on mountains. He's like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yeah, He's, I'm just a bad driver. I'm just really bad at driving at night. I've got an astigmatism." <laughs> so anyway, Rob Van Dam better be the shaman. Really, though. Yeah, he, ha- he has to be. If I don't yeah. see Rob Van Dam on my TV. I'm I'm not watching NXT anymore. Well, luckily we don't have a podcast on it. We do. We're doing it. In the meantime. Um. So after that, we then get Ivy Nile versus Yulisa Leon. Leon, however you pronounce it. I was gonna say Leon. Um, there's a waist lock on Yulisa. Ivy like chokes her out. Her legs. I was like. That could be me with my whole team of merry men cheering me on. But a girl has dreams. Every girl has dreams. Um, we get a single leg dropkick though into a modified dragon sleeper to win, and god damn it, the modified dragon sleeper was cool as fuck. Yeah. Ivy Nile's really was... fucking cool. She's like cooler than I thought she'd be. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sick of it. Very good wrestler. Yeah, she's really awesome. Um, um, is I I wish maybe maybe I'm like a little biased here, but I wish 
Tyler were still part of it. I wish that there were more of a cohesive message to Diamond Mine. I wish they didn't um, interrupt I, every match. Yeah, I, I I just think that there's like so much. This could be the WWE's way of introducing, uh, um, what's the word? A more more or less introducing a pure division in NXT. I wouldn't say a whole division, but well, the, but there 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 was a good chance of them at least bringing. Pure faction, yes, yeah. Um, and it's just because it's been like so marred by like distraction and you know, who knows what mm-hmm. it, it's just been fucked with, which is really annoying. Miriam mentioned, uh, imagine if we saw Ivy Nile in War Games, she could use the chain for something that'd be cool. Ah, god. So um, cool, more games, and I feel like we're not gonna get her. So, so I don't want her alongside Toxic Attraction because, like, can we? I I didn't get a chance to mention this. The Toxic Attraction promo with man with Mandy and the girls and uh, Dakota, uh-huh. and Kaylee, was so fucking disjointed. It was weird. Like the guy was like, "Hey, can we ask you some questions?" And then didn't ask a goddamn thing because Mandy shut him down. I guess. Yeah. Then Dakota comes out of nowhere and she's like, "Like, what the fuck are you on?" <laughs> she's on. She's on revenge. Okay. Um. So after that, we get a promo of Solo Sokoa. He says NXT is like the streets I grew up on. Something about day one. Um. He says I'm here to fight everyone. References the Usos. Yes, you said something about being down from day one. Yeah. I said. Um, then we get a uh, GYV promo. They walk into a producer and pickpocket his wallet. Why are we doing that? Why are we getting these crimes? Maybe. They weren't criminals before. Yeah. Is it because they're British? Is it because they're Liverpool fans? <laughs> As a Liverpool fan who has never committed a crime, how dare you? Miriam um, said, but to Liza's point, there had been like so many hints to NXT's reverence for pure wrestling and like Triple H and Shawn Michaels' love for technical wrestling and the way they showcased it. They could have absolutely done a pure division since it seemed like they were planting the seeds for that back in May, April, May. They should turn the cruiserweight title into a pure wrestling title. Get rid of, and Roddy's a perfect person to do that. Get rid of the weight limit, like they're doing with against Joe Gacy, and make it specifically pure wrestling. Got a ton of pure wrestlers. Now, sometimes I'm just going through it. But they won't. No, and they won't. Because pure wrestling rules is more is too complicated, quote unquote, for WWE's audience. You say quote unquote like this has been spoken about. Because they'll think they'll think that it's too complicated. I live in a world of pain. Alright, so then uh 
in the promo with GYV, LA Knight and Grayson Waller come brawling, um, come in brawling from the back. We then get Boa. He says, I don't know how to control it. Mei Ying passed on her strength, but once controlled, you will fear Boa. And then uh, we get GYV versus Briggs and Jensen. Eat it. Eat it every second of it. I think GYV... Jensen's really good. Yeah, good for him. Okay. The other half of him. Um, GYV is being coy as fuck for most of the match. Um, James ends up running from Brooks. He kicks him away as he rolls back into the ring. Um, we get a back body drop, though, to James Drake, and this gets Briggs in. Then Drake kind of fucks his knee up a little bit at first, and you think it's real because he swears. He swears very loudly for an extended period of time. Um, he ends up, like, this helps him get, um, to kind of fuck off. Um, Gibson's on the top rope for no good reason, and the ref sees that and is like, hey, please don't do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Working between two fucking... There we go. Um, I'm working between two monitors, and when you don't have your glasses on, seeing a mouse that's about yay big is very difficult. Um... Yeah, Gibson's on the top buckle and he gets kind of like scolded away. But there's a backbreaker though to Drake after Gibson is sent to the ground and Brooks and Briggs fucking win their match. It's very annoying and I'm very tired. Yeah. Uh, this is just the GYV storyline. They gotta keep improving their sneaking skills. You gotta get the level 10 sneak skill. I hope that this, like, results in something good for them. No. Probably won't. Um, and then, finally, we get our main event. Johnny Gargano versus Carmelo Hayes versus Pete, Peter Dune for the uh, uh, North American Championship. Yeah. This was a match. This is a good match. It was a good um, match. Let's start with the Hurricane Rana to Mello. Um, that was nasty. Johnny pretty much owns the match pretty early on. Um, it doesn't get really snuffed out until... I think. Um, eventually, Johnny dives out onto Pete, dives out onto Carmelo. Pete, however, once Johnny's back in the ring and we're back to business... Pete stomps on Johnny's hands, goes for the triangle on Carmelo. Johnny interferes. Uh, we get a slingshot spear to Carmelo and then a stomp from Dunn onto Gargano's fingers, which was so fucked up because Johnny like gets his spear, he's back in the ring, he's kind of like on the ground, and then Pete just comes through and he's like, hey, imagine? There was one moment that was just super disrespectful. <laughs> what was that? when Pete's Pete's like in the corner and he takes a moment to like analyze the situation Johnny's like on his knees in the middle of the mat Carmelo's in the opposite corner Pete runs in and just takes a second to kick Johnny in the face and then goes after Carmelo 
Mr. Dune. Um, remember when Fandango called him Mr. Dune? Yeah. I think that's what, um, so Kyle used to call him. Yeah, or Roddy, I don't know. It was because... Kyle used to give people weird nicknames. Yeah, because Fandango had, like, his, like, list of, like, men, and they were all misspelled, and I was like, I miss you so much. Um, there was a Poison Rana to Pete done, though. It was... It was nasty. I don't know why Johnny's so good at it, and I think it's really fucked up that he's good at it, but, uh... Um, eventually, though... <clears throat> sorry. There is a bitter end to Johnny. Um, and then Carmelo takes down Pete to win the match. Um, <clears throat> he hits Pete with the rather... No! Carmelo hits Johnny with the leg drop to the back of the neck, rolls him over and covers and pins him. Um, which... By gosh, by golly... That's not a good sign, is it? I mean, it is if you want him to leave WWE. Um, I I think if he if he's out of contract, there's no non compete. The thing is, is that the the problem that you're gonna have to contend with, and by problem, it's it's not a problem, but like the thing you're gonna have to contend with is the fact that. You know, people typically don't announce that they're pregnant until about four months in, because that's usually safe space yeah um oh it's been a couple months since current since candace announced that she was pregnant which means that she's probably pretty close to being mother which means johnny's pretty close to taking time off to be a father we don't know that he will like angelo dawkins didn't true i know he had kids so mox didn't Um, but yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where you're like, ooh, maybe we might not see him for a while after War Games. Because we sort of get War Games put together for us as far as the men's division is concerned. Um, the end of this match. Mm-hmm. That is, um... <clears throat> Maso comes out. Well, Braun comes out. Braun Baker comes out. No, 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 no. Not first. Tony Tommaso D'Angelo first? comes out and fucks with the match. Tony D'Angelo pulls, I think, Pete from the match, and that's why Johnny gets hit with the leg drop to the back of the neck. He pulls Carmelo out of, the, out of a submission. Oh, okay. And that leaves Pete and Johnny in the, in the ring alone together. Because Tony's on the same team as Carmelo for war games. Um, and then... At at the end, it's like um, Carmelo, Trick, Tony, kind of brawling. Um, L.A. Knight comes out with Grayson. They're brawling. And then Champa comes out to back up the old school. And then Braun Breaker comes out to back the new school. And then we get Wall Games. Yeah, I and, and that was something that um, Carmelo said earlier on today. He said, "I'm like the leader of the new school," and I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck." Which you know what? 
if it means job security, good for him. Alright, you wanna... I'm not complaining. You wanna talk about the bests of the night? Yeah, I don't know what colors I'm gonna do these for, um... This will do impacts red, but... Impact could be red, dynamite could be like a pinkish. I don't have a pink. Hmm. Have to figure that out. Uh, I could just do gray. Something. Not gray either. Right. I, I do have white. Alright, so promo of the night. Um, there was a lot to go through. Um, I very much enjoyed Cameron Grimes' promo. I thought he did a fantastic job. Objectively, probably the best performance out of anyone promo-wise. Um, Tiffany's Epiphanies was pretty fun. Um, uh, but, 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 what else happened that was good? Um... MSK's journey was it was enjoyable. You know what? I'm gonna give it to Cameron Grimes. I thought he did an amazing job in his promo. Duke did a great job too, and it's pulling us away from that shitty poker storyline into something that actually matters to wrestling. I'm not gonna disagree with you. I thought that Cameron Grimes really did a great job tonight. Cool. Alright, so, now let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. Alright, so, I'm going to give you three options, okay? Four options, actually. And if you are watching this right now and you want to leave a question, that could either be a question about wrestling or a question about just about anything, it doesn't really fucking matter. Uh, please leave it now, because we will answer at the end of this podcast. Leave it in the chat, or if you're on YouTube... Leave it in the comments, or if you're on, if you're listening on Spotify, come join us at the live show. All right, wrestler of the night. I'm gonna give you four options. Ready? Yeah. Tommaso Ciampa, Ivy Nile, Johnny Gargano, or Carmelo Hayes. Actually, no. Instead of Carmelo, Pete Dunne. I want to say Ivy. What? I you gave me the option. I was thinking of leaving out Ivy. I'll give you Pete. I'll give you Pete. How's that? Not Johnny? I'll give you Pete. How's that? I'll take Pete because he took some moments and very and looked very analytical. Like, he, he's, he's, he's doing a very good job. In the in the wrestling in the wrestling, um, yeah, I, I think he constantly shows off that he's a surgeon when it comes to people's body parts. I will never get over Pete just like sitting there, like in any match, just Pete Dunn sitting there with like somebody's like fingers. Mm -hmm. It's like, damn it, sir. All right, let's talk about match of the night. A lot of matches. They got to stop stuffing so many matches into NXT. Like this is ridiculous. There were a lot of matches. There were today there were 7. I think last week there were 8. All right. So, as always, we go from the worst to the best. 
Um, and Liz will say if she agrees. So worst match of the night, uh, in my opinion, was uh, Cora Jade versus Mandy Rose with a 4 out of 10. It was fine. Uh, next up, 4 out of 10, Santos Escobar versus Malik Blade. Next up, also 4 out of 10, uh, Indy Hartwell and Persia Perota versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Next, with a 5 out of 10, Grizzled Young Vets versus Briggs and Jensen. Next up, Ivy Nile versus Ulisa Leon, 5 out of 10. Um, next on the list, 7 out of 10, Johnny Gargano versus Carmelo Hayes versus Pete Dunne. Super fun. Super fun. Um, got a little wonky with Tony D'Angelo coming in. But, you know, it sets up war games. And then finally, my pick for match of the night. I don't know if you'll agree with this, but it's Grayson Waller versus Tommaso Ciampa. This was a fucking great match. I thought this was so much fun. We saw a great side from Grayson Waller. We saw some great character work from him early on in the match and was just an all-around just really fun brawl that we got from these guys. No. Why? Sorry, the the Pete Johnny Carmelo match was I was like prime NXT. NXT we knew. Even with that Tony D'Angelo interruption? Yeah. That didn't really register to me. I know it didn't the, the entire you to talk about it. The entire match itself was just so classic. To me, I, I I I felt so much better about that match than I did about the that, match. That's how I felt about Grayson and Champa. I thought it was classic NXT. It had the same vibe, but it was just this. This match kind of felt like an ending of sorts in a weird way, and it felt very well done. I I really like this match a lot more. Okay, I'll concede with and I'll go with you once again. Don't act so high and mighty. I'm just doing it so we're not arguing. You could have left it to the crowd. No. No, you would have Not leaving it to those marks. God God dang it. Alright. So, just to run it back. Promo of the night. Cameron Grimes opens up. Uh, uh, Wrestler of the night. Pete Dunn, match of the night, Carmelo Hayes versus Pete Dunn versus uh, Johnny Gargano. All right, do you want to answer some questions? Answer a question. All right, so Miriam asked, not a wrestling question. What are your favorite Thanksgiving dishes, and what's the one dish at Thanksgiving you won't touch with a 10-foot pole? I used to fucking hate stuffing. Now it is my favorite. Stuffing's my favorite. Sweet potato casserole's my another one of my favorites. Cranberry sauce that comes in the can is one of my favorites. Oh god. That's the best. You little How vile man. You. That's the best. It's not. There's no love put into that. Nope. 
know what has love put into it? Homemade cranberry sauce. May have love, but it's missing taste. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm going to jump through the screen. I do love the um, canned stuff more because it's classic. I've never had this in the con context of uh, Thanksgiving, but I would rather cut my own tongue out than eat a green bean casserole. And I know that's something that people have on Thanksgiving. So, mm. Marion um, also said cranberry, canned cranberry sauce is the best purely because of the way it looks right out of the can. Can't get that at home. Maybe I should went to the chat for best of the night. <laughs> Me slaving over a stove with cranberry sauce. It's fine. No, I'm kidding. Um, Making cranberry sauce is kind of a bitch and a half, so I don't blame you for wanting the canned stuff. Um, plus, the canned stuff tastes like gelatinized cranberry juice, which is nice. I, I honestly do not have a favorite between cranberry sauce, canned or otherwise. Um, if I told my mother, that should probably fucking end me. Um, I don't know if there's anything though that I don't, that I don't like. Thanksgiving wise, besides turkey, I've never liked Thanksgiving turkey until I made it myself. I don't, I don't think there's anything else that's like classic Thanksgiving that like Pickles. I don't eat. Well, that shouldn't be on a Thanksgiving spread. So my th my family <laughs> my family puts out pickles for Thanksgiving. Um. Also, Johnny Gargano tweeted. There's one match that's avoided me in my entire NXT career, but this year, it's finally time. War Games. I like that you just tried to gloss over the pickles part. I mean, it's like pickles and olives. They're given together. Let them stay together so I don't have to fucking deal with them. Um, what else? Yeah, sweet potato casserole. Turkey. I don't love... But I do love it with gravy. My turkey was very good. I'm very was, proud of my turkey. Your your was it dry brined turkey? No, she was wet brined. Okay, your wet brined turkey was delicious. Um, I feel bad saying this because I know if I say this, I'm gonna get my ass kicked. Um, just kidding. If if I said this in front of my family, I would get my ass kicked, but it doesn't matter. Um, so somebody in my family used to make something that was. I, it was very 70s. Um, imagine lime jello. The jello is kind of almost creamy. Um, with like pieces of pineapple in it. That used to be something that was served at my family's Thanksgiving. Okay. It's interesting. My sister liked it. My sister liked it a lot because she really liked Jello. Mm -hmm. Um, growing up, I never liked Jello, which was what fucked me when I got my wisdom teeth out. I didn't like anything that was like not doable. Yeah. Um. But it was. I think they called it. I think my family called it Green Mist or something like that. Asuka. Was Asuka was not serving good. Thanksgiving? <laughs> it was. It was just something that I remember, like. 
knowing I had to eat because it was nice mm-hmm. and hating every fucking second of it. Mm. So. And watch, this is like somehow the first episode that my family ever finds. <laughs> um, one of their dishes, uh, uh, my family does corn. Like a, I think a thing of corn. Not a fan of corn. Does your family, your family doesn't do like, it's not like fresh corn off the cob. I don't think so. You also don't like corn. I don't like corn. I like popcorn. Yeah. Popcorn's great. A very different situation. Yeah, I think I think green bean casserole is like the one thing besides turkey that I just fucking hate. I cannot eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, not big on like squash. Oh, like squash. the the goat Thanksgiving food though. The goat Thanksgiving dish. Pumpkin pie. That's the best. I'd rather no. Actually, you know, let's add that to the list. I fucking hate pumpkin pie. I really do. I think well, pumpkin you're pie. Not is the... to my family's Thanksgiving anymore. I think pumpkin pie is the worst possible thing that anybody has ever made. There's no reason to have it when we have apple pie right there. Apple pie is right there. People like I like pumpkin pie. It's like no, pumpkin pie is gross. Pumpkin pie is pumpkin so much pie. better than apple pie. I hate pumpkin pie. I I no. Pumpkin pie is the worst pie that's ever been made. I'd rather eat pecan pie. I don't even like nuts. But I'll eat pecan pie. I'll eat fucking I'll eat any other pie. There's literally so many other pies that I'd rather eat than pumpkin pie. I hate pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie is damn good. Not. Great. It's not. It's the best. It's like, let me rank, in my opinion, I'm going to rank the pies. While Mark does this chat, let me know if you like pumpkin pie, because I fucking don't. Um, not including, like, chicken pot pie, pizza pie, no, yeah. that kind of stuff. Starting with fruit pies. Um, so you know. Wow, Marie said pumpkin pie is trash. Thank you! Banned. Banned. Pumpkin pie is garbage. Bunch of marks in the chat. Miriam also said it's the worst. Y'all are a bunch of marks. It's You're all banned. The worst. I'm banning it's all the of worst. you. <laughs> Ban me too, please. Because- all right, all right. I'm I'm right. I'm gonna rank the fucking pies. I'm gonna I'm gonna power rank pies. You're gonna be wrong. Bottom, cherry pie. Okay, no. You're already off base. Next. Cherry pie is number one. Apple pie. Okay, so that's you're just you're not fucking right. Pecan pie. God. Pumpkin pie. There's so many other pies, sir. Where do you rank? Uh, where do you rank key lime pie? I've never had it. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, so apple pie is one of my favorites. Cherry pie is another one of my favorites. Marion um, agrees with me on cherry pie. Just kidding, Marion, you're not a mark. And you're not banned. Anyways, um, uh, <laughs> cherry pie is fantastic. So, what is cherry pie? Uh, but no, pumpkin pie is trash. I think we can all agree on that. I'm glad we can all agree on that. But um, <laughs> apple pie is number one. Apple pie is superior. So, oh, I wait. make the best apple pie in the world. We're forgetting about the the one Thanksgiving food we can all agree is the best. Mashed potatoes. Get a mashed potato. 
Even like sweet mashed potatoes. What? Somebody just knocked my door open. Nice. Oh, my, my family does mashed turnips. Oh no, not turnips. Is it turnips? What is it? I don't remember. I think it's turnips. Why, why can't I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, I... <laughs> um, mashed potatoes is fine. But making mashed potatoes is a bitch and a half, and I will never do that again. Actually, I'm joking. I will do that in about a week. But um, Mary asked if we do mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. So my family never did that. But when I made Thanksgiving for our apartment, which is me, Mark, and somebody else, um, uh, I made mac and cheese because I like mac and cheese a lot, and I know that. It, it was something that our housemate had had at his Thanksgiving, so I thought it was the nice thing to do. And also, I love making mac and cheese. It's one of my favorite fucking tortures. Uh, my family doesn't do mac and cheese at Thanksgiving. Making mac and cheese is like a bitch and a half sometimes. Like, it's the one thing that causes me stress. Hmm. God, do I love making it. Miriam said her family has banned mac and cheese from Thanksgiving because it's apparently a main course, not a side dish. <laughs> it's almost fair in my opinion <laughs> so I feel like mac and cheese is so filling one last thing yeah. I don't know if I want to ask mm -hmm. this or something else you can ask two things you half run the podcast um I forgot the first thing I was going to say oh good lord Wow. Um, did your family say grace? Never. No, we're not religious. Hmm. It's so funny to me because my family, half of my family celebrates Christmas, half of my family celebrates Hanukkah. The last, the only time in my entire life that I've ever said any sort of a prayer was Hanukkah. Every day for Hanukkah, I do the Hanukkah prayer. Mm hmm. I can recite that from memory. That was the only religious thing my family has ever delved into. I, we don't say grace. And when I was at your Thanksgiving last year and we said grace, I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do with myself. My family makes I, like, a joke of it, though. Most of the time. No, your family last year made, like, it was a relatively serious adventure. Hmm. But I just didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, we take this seriously here. Okay. There was something else I wanted to ask, but I can't remember now. Anyway, Liz, why don't you close out the show? If you join us tonight, thank you so much. If you join us in the future, thank you so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you guys have a safe Thanksgiving. Remember, the night before Thanksgiving, people get really drunk. So please be careful. Try not to drive. It's for the best, and I don't want anybody to get hurt. And um, if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, have a good weekend. Yeah, and if you're drinking, just don't drive, whether it's for Thanksgiving or otherwise. There's no um, excuse. It's really literally none. Especially considering I can get a lift in my own hometown of like 12 people. You can too. Um, but yeah, please enjoy the holiday weekend. And if you don't have anything to celebrate this holiday weekend, please enjoy the fact that the world gives us the days off from work. So, um, hope everybody has fun. Um, please join us for our WWE 2K20 podcast next Tuesday. Yes, it's not tomorrow. It's next Tuesday. 
because we are starting our modified schedule next week and we are also busy tomorrow um so next week we're starting the week with our wwe 2k20 podcast it's gonna be super fun it's um very late back podcast and then we will be going on to our first aw dynamite podcast and then we'll be going on to our first impact podcast so well it's not our first dynamite podcast our first syndicated podcast for dynamite okay also, everybody say we love you, Pepita, because Pepita's in the room and she's a very healthy little kitty cat. So, what a mark! Me or the cat? Both. Ah, oh, incredible! You're a mark for the cat. The cat's a mark I for really herself. I am a mark for the cat. All right. Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Our YouTube is the Pinfall Podcast. You can catch all of our past episodes there. Uh, our Twitch is twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast. Join us live. We'd love to chat with you. Our Spotify, if you want to listen to us but not see our faces, is if you search up the pinfall, the pinfall podcast. Our Twitter is at pinfall podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. And we'll see you all uh, next, a, a week from today. Ooh, it's going to be fun. Th- Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy weekend. Have a great week. And we will see you all a week from now.